You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. With no Bears game, I decided that what I was going to do is I was going to veg out and watch Red Zone and enjoy watching the rest of the league, paying specific attention to the NFC North. And boy, was I treated to some bad football out of the teams out of the NFC North. We'll get to the Bears at the end of this thing and what what any of this means for the Bears. But here's an opportunity. What I think is so fitting about the NFC North this year, when I look at the teams in the division, Here was an opportunity for the Lions and the Vikings to get themselves like firmly entrenched back into the playoff race. Here was an opportunity for the Packers to say, we want that number one seed in the NFC. And all three teams end up falling on their face with it. It's pretty amazing when you watch what happened in those games yesterday and the opponents that each team lost to and how each one of these teams lost. Amazing. I'm going to start with the Lions because I love picking on Matt Patricia. Here's the thing about the Lions. The Lions had a chance to get to 5-5, five and five, to get, get tied with the Bears. They were taking on a Panthers team that didn't have Teddy Bridgewater and didn't have Christian McCaffrey. Do you realize that the Lions at no point in this game got to the red zone offensively? That's insane. And you look at the numbers, you look at, well, what happened in the game? Do the numbers tell the story? A little bit. Like if you look at the case that they had a guy who was an XFL player quarterbacking for the Carolina Panthers, P.J. Walker. And I believe had they had an MVP in the XFL, he would have been the MVP. But still, this dude came out here and did just enough. 24-34, 258 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Passer rating of 77.8. So you're like, okay, where the hell did they get their points from? Mike Davis is out here scoring touchdowns in the red zone. They were able to muster 116 rush yards yesterday against the Lions defense. The fact that this this kid threw for 258 in his first NFL start is pretty amazing. And it shows you yet again, because I was watching it and I was laughing. I was like, watch, Matt Patricia is going to play man. 
Now he he did run some cover two man that that confused Walker, but you knew he was going to play man when it's not the right thing to do. And I heard him talking after the game. Well, I'm just trying to get better. Every they have got to fire that man, and they got to fire him loudly and publicly. That loss itself, they had they lost last week. I think he probably would have been fired. This loss is more egregious. Your team didn't get into the red zone. You have the better quarterback by miles. And what does Matthew Stafford do? He gives you one of those clunkers. Now, a lot of this wasn't his fault. The, the Lions offensive line was horrendous on Sunday. Stafford, 18 of 33, 178 yards. Now, when I talk about that offensive line, they didn't get it done with the run nor the pass. Stafford got sacked five times in the game. They lost 33 yards on sacks alone. That was almost their rushing total. 17 carries for 40 yards for them. So they get shut out. The Lions get shut out by a team that started P.J. Walker at quarterback. And until yesterday, you didn't know who P.J. Walker was. So that's what's up with the Lions. Now let's go to the Vikings. All I heard after the Vikings beat the Bears were this team is, is, is ready to make a run. They're ready to, 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 to put everything together now and make a run. Let me give some props in a place that I don't ordinarily give props. Kirk Cousins played great against the Cowboys. He was great. Let me give you the numbers on Kirk Cousins. 22 of 30, 314 yards, three touchdowns, the most important, no interceptions. I don't know if you saw the Adam Thielen catch, but my God, can that guy ball. One-handed, toe-tap, corner of the end zone reception for him. And we saw him against the Bears make an ungodly catch in the end zone, too. This guy, I don't know if he practices it or what, but he is a special, special dude. Eight targets. I'm sorry, 11 targets, eight receptions, 123 yards for him. He had two touchdowns in the game. Justin Jefferson, who is terrific, he had a 39-yard touchdown in the game. Kirk Cousins was money. So was the run game. If you're thinking, oh, well, Kirk Cousins had to do all this work, that means that their run game wasn't good. No, their run game was, was great. Dalvin Cook, 27 carries, 115 yards, and a touchdown. So you, if you're the Vikings, you got exactly what you have been craving, a balance between your pass game and your run game, your quarterback not just being efficient, which is what Kirk Cousins has been over the last – couple of weeks he was spectacular his passer rating was 140.1 and you still lose and so you're going wait well who'd they lose to they lost to the freaking cowboys 
They lost to Andy Dalton and the Cowboys. The Vikings defense gave up 180 yards on the ground. If you go back to the game that they played against the Bears, we were talking about, well, their their defense is as bad as the Bears' offense is. And it lets you know how bad the Bears' offense is, is that they can only muster six points from the offense. 180 yards on the ground. Zeke went over a hundo, averaged five yards a carry. The Cowboys as a team averaged almost six yards a carry. They were using end arounds. Pollard got loose for a 42-yard run. And this is in a game where they made Dutch Dalton look like the man. Andy Dalton had a passer rating of 104.0. His numbers, while not prolific as Cousins, 22-32, 203 yards. He threw three touchdowns. Crazy. And, and you go, everyone knows that the Cowboys have talent and everyone's been sitting there working, saying, well, maybe they'll figure it out and they'll find their way to winning that horrid division the Vikings kind of did everything right offensively and on defense just got destroyed it's it's exactly what has happened to that team as we've seen them that defense like get old and get old in a hurry so now they're sitting at four and six both the Vikings and the Lions had a chance to get to five and five, and they're both sitting there at four and six, which leaves the Bears in second place in the division, which brings me to the Packers yesterday. Let's talk about Green Bay. I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine about the Packers that said, you know, they look really good, and and Packers fans that I talk to are, are very puffy-chested, and I said, they shouldn't be puffy-chested. They shouldn't be puffy-chested at all. And the reason that they shouldn't be puffy-chested is that their defense is leaky. And Aaron Rodgers is still great. He's still phenomenal. And Devontae Adams is a monster of a player. Someone has to step into that void and be the consistent second guy receiving I don't think it's it's Robert Tanyan although he had a nice game yesterday caught everything that was through his way Valdez Scanling Scanling dropped a couple of balls and the and fumbled at the worst time as they're trying to to drive and win the game in OT and then they're able to Colts are able to 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 kick a field goal to win the thing I'm still amazed like watching Phillip Rivers and I finally heard what I had thought about Phillip Rivers like throwing the ball. I finally got a good description of it from Troy Aikman yesterday. He said that Phillip Rivers throwing the ball is like a kid throwing a ball that's too big for him, that he's underneath it. He's throwing with a, a U grip instead of a C grip. Like right now, take your hand. 
and flip it over your throwing hand, flip it over like you're getting ready to grab the ball. Most of us grab it on the laces and we've got like a C grip. Like we got our four fingers and then our thumb like acting like in a backwards letter C. Philip, like now just turn your hand over, like turn your palm up to the sky. That's how Philip grips the ball. And I don't, I don't know how he throws it, but he made some really accurate throws. It doesn't look like he should be able to get the ball down the field, but he can't. Anyway, this is more about the Packers and the fact that yet again, their offense went to sleep in the second half. They scored 28 points in the first half. They were winning that game by two touchdowns. Their offense went to sleep, and then their defense started to leak, and that's going to be their problem. The Packers, whether it was at the draft, when you looked at some of the players that were available, we talked about one of them, Justin Jefferson or C.D. Lamb. There, there were receivers that could have made this offense by the Packers unstoppable. And they chose to draft a quarterback to succeed Aaron Rodgers years from now. Okay, fine. Your organizational chart says that that's what you need to do. All right, I'm with it. Then the trade deadline comes. And it's clear that the Packers need two things. They need another receiver, someone who can make plays. And they need linebacking help. They got neither. And they're going to pay for it. This Packers team is probably going to win the division. But what they did yesterday was open the door back up for the Bears. If I'm them, I wake up today with a renewed vigor as we get ready for Sunday night football. Because now they're still within striking distance, and I've got two games with them. Packers had a chance to put the division away, and they they spoiled it. Vikings had a chance to put themselves in the playoff picture with what they would have had, the tiebreaker, at least for now, over the Bears at 5-5. Five and five. Detroit had a chance to give their coach an opportunity to save his job and to get back into the playoff picture, and they dribbled it down their leg. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the 2020 NFC North.